me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch. 88. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Surrender so separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position. My corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the free sky's the limit. Motherfucker. 
was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh-huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch. 80 on. And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I've been began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here Say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
Ladies and gentlemen, almost forgot to take that down. Um, what is going on, everybody? What is going on? Ooh, I thought my camera was blurring out as my eye. Um, okay, what is going on, everybody? What is going on, everybody? We are back. Ah, we are back with another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. Another edition of the news. Another edition of the news, bro. Um, what is going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? Thank you for being here, as always. And yeah, man, I guess we could go ahead and hop right into the intro, man. So what is going on, everybody? We are back with, yet again, another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. Another edition of the news, man. This is episode 191 of the news, man. If this is your first time watching, and you guys do not know how the show works, every Monday we are on here live after Monday Night Raw with Notorious Unscripted, and every Friday at 4 p.m. Central with the Newsman. Um, if you guys did miss this past Monday's edition of Unscripted, that is, is the AEW Continental Classic turning in to the Predictable Classic. And yes. judging off this past week's episode of AEW Dynamite, yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, which is why I... No, you put guys like Mark and Jay Lethal in there to take to specifically take losses, but like if you would have just put bigger names in there, I feel like you just would have got more unpredictable matches. And you know, you can, I mean, it's okay if people lose, bro. You can, it's okay, like you could play up to you know, tournament fatigue, I don't know, Texas deathmatch fatigue, fucking, you could just play up to fatigue, bro, John Moxley's coming off a concussion, you could play up to that kind of fatigue and stuff like that, you know what I mean, um, you can play up to that stuff, but, no, instead, we are getting a lot of predictable outcomes in this AEW Continental Classic, um, so, if you guys did miss that, that is episode 172 of Unscripted. You guys can now watch that live on all platforms. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, again, join us right here live every Monday after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted, man. Also, if you guys have not got a chance to pick up some of the official Notorious Hills Podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is Bonfire.com. Link is at the top description of this very video. And in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. Um, so with that, you have all eight of these beautiful designs, man. You got the Chicago flag design, the uncrowned kings of the IWC. You got the base logo design, the best kept secret, the Riddler inspired design, the notorious world order design. Uh, that comes in three versions, the Chicago flag version, like you see on your screen. You got... You got um, the classic black and white and the Wolfpack red, the Grand Slam design, the Notorious Scratch logo, and the only community that matters. Also, if you guys are looking for something festive to wear for the holiday season, as we are coming up on the Christmas time of year, the holiday, the holiday season, man, you guys can get the Notorious Christmas, uh, the Notorious Christmas design. So again, all of these beautiful designs plus more that you see on your screen are available for you guys live on the merch shop again that is bonfair.com link is at the top of the description of this very video man also if this is your first time watching you guys do not know who we are here at the notorious seals podcast i am johnny mayhem one half of the very one half 
of the host of this very podcast. And as for the other half, we got my man, Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Going good. Just been, uh, just been chilling out. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting for uh, Christmas, man. Waiting for Christmas. Waiting for that whole season. And after that, man, 2024 is probably going to be the slowest year of my life. Um, I swear to God, I know it will. I know it fucking will, man. All the shit we possibly get in 2025, 2024 is going to go by so slow. So in a way, kind of dreading it just because I, I just know it's going to go by so slow. Yep. But other than that, man, I've been good. Um, just chilling and everything's been normal, man. Like the rock take always ask, man, how's life? How's the family? Life's good. The family's good. How about you, Durante? And how's everybody in chat? How are you guys doing? Chat or the replay? How's everybody doing? And um, what are you, bro? How you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, dude. Chilling, bro. Chilling. Can't complain, man. So yeah, kind of, kind of sitting in, kind of sitting in the, um, kind of sitting in the same spot you are. Um, kind of, kind, not dreading 2024, but I guess dreading how slow it's gonna go. How uh, snail's pace it's going to go. I can already feel it. But I'm already anticipating it. So maybe it won't go by that slow. Um, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of, I guess, just if you don't think about it, before you know it, it'll be December and we'll be going into 2025. Um, and if 2025 mm-hmm. is as good as it should be, um, and this is all a testament to what Paul does with WrestleMania or not. Um, if 2025 really, honestly, bro, that's the first hurdle I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to, 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 to get with is, is, um, I guess just the factor of what if they don't bring it to Minneapolis? I feel like that would just be such a buzzkill. Um, uh, so mm-hmm. For me, I'm excited. I'm excited for Mania 2025, but I'm also holding a huge glimpse of my excitement. A huge glimpse of my excitement because what are the fucking odds they just back out and want to do somewhere else? That's kind of a little bit of a scary part for me, to be honest. Oh, dude, swear, especially since they haven't announced it yet. I feel like they want to do something like, like big and different that year. And that's why it's taking this so long, and I'm scared. But to be honest, bro, I don't know if I would do 41 in, like, a place like the UK. Like, for, like I would do, like, you know, you, I would say, like, save the UK for, like, a bigger number, like, 45 or, or 50. I, and, I mean, I, 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 I get you don't want to, I get you don't want to do, um, I get you don't want to do, uh, I, I get you don't want to wait all the way till 50, but 45 seems good, or, or yeah, 42, something like that. Something, bro, I don't know, but I, oh, I, I am holding back a, a little bit of my excitement just for that factor alone. Um, um, yeah, just for that factor alone, because, uh, ooh, yeah, I don't know, dude, I don't know, it's, uh, I, I, I want I want to say you know I I, rem- I remember the stories that Minneapolis was the front runner for Mania Forty One so I hope I hope it is but I don't know man um, oh, yeah. fucking comments man 
I don't really miss it, but happy birthday, Bill. It was your birthday yesterday. That's crazy. Happy birthday. It was. Oh, my God. Dude. Yo. Okay, shit. Hey. That's dope. Hell yeah. So with that, we want to send a very, very happy birthday shout out to the homie Bell. Bro, thank you. Th- dude, thank you for everything you do for us, bro. Um, being, you know, I talk to you guys more than I talk to some of my family, bro. So you guys are my family. And uh, yes, we just want to show love. We just want to show love to you. We just want to show love to you. And, and, and hey, happy birthday. The, the Notorious Hills podcast, Twisted Sister, bro. So, yes, hell yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much for everything you do for us. Thank you for always being here. Thank you for always showing up, being your being yourself. You know we love it. You know we love you, man. So, happy birthday. And, yeet, happy fucking birthday yeah. to the fucking goat. Hell um, yeah. No, but happy birthday to the goat. Hell yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So happy birthday to Bell, man. Happy birthday to Bell. That's what's up. That's what's up. I hope you, I hope you had a great day. I hope you had a great day for sure. But as Durante always asks, I'm good. Family's good. What about you, Durante? Logan, Bell, Pops, everybody here live and everybody watching as a part of the Replay Mafia, man. JT, JB, you know who you guys are, man. Thank you guys so much as always, bro. But... Absolutely, absolutely. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to the goat bell, man. That's what's up. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm really hoping it just goes to Minneapolis, bro. I'm really hoping so, dude. I really am. I really am. But I also want to give another huge shout out to somebody that's very important to me and somebody who's played a very important role in my life and my growth as a person. I'm talking about a musician. I'm talking about a musician, man. December 8th 2019 was one of the hardest days to be a fan of music you guys know the whole vibe of this podcast is a little bit of obvious a little bit it's it's a very chicago vibe podcast but if you guys can tell by the name and if you guys could tell by our intro music and stuff like that man um you know it's based off it's based off Biggie man so you guys know you guys know that we we are huge huge fans of rap and when we want to talk about rap I want to talk about one of my favorite artists um uh Juice World bro Juice World I mentioned it on Monday but today is the 4 year anniversary of his passing and I'll never forget it I'll never forget it, bro. I'll never forget it. I was at work. I was at the unfun job, bro. And one of my coworkers had told me, hey, you sure what happened to Juice World?" And I said, no. And they were like, dude, look him up on Google. So I looked him up on Google and I found uh, I found the sad and unfortunate news of his passing, bro. But um, it, it's it's a little it's a little bit of a December 8th is always going to be a sad day to be a fan of music um, because I remember this day very vividly uh he was one of my favorite artists and he's somebody who's helped me get through a lot of mazes in my life um a lot of them and uh it just sucks bro it just sucks it sucks that he's not here anymore it sucks that he's not here because his music um to me 
To a kid like me, spoke spoke volumes, bro. He passed away at the same hospital I was born at, same hospital Sir K was born at. So a lot of things in that situation hit very close to home. Um, and I'm very big on, I'm very big on, like, it's just something about, like, people that are from Chicago, especially people that are so close to home. Um, literally mm -hmm. dude, his childhood neighborhood was probably like 20 minutes, 15 minutes from where I live. So, um, I'm very big on that kind of stuff, bro. That's why I, obviously you guys probably, I'm sure you guys would know. That's probably why I'm such a huge fantasy and punk, but just people from Chicago, uh, that just make it. Um, I mean, you can go on the list goes on juice chance punk. Um, it's a lot of people. There's a lot of people, but wow. there's a. There's a special connection. There's a special connection that um, I feel to those people because, you know, you're so close to home and, and, and those kind of people make it attainable, attainable. They make, you know, they, they, they don't they don't make your dreams seem so big. You know what I mean? They don't they don't they don't make them seem so big where you can't reach them. So to that to that, uh, again, I want to say uh, rest in peace to truly one of my goats. He's on the Mount Rushmore of my rappers. Um, but uh, truly, and somebody that uh, doesn't fucking know me for a second, but somebody who um, helped me through a lot of shit. And for that, I can always be appreciative of the music. And music is so important, bro. Music is so important. I don't know if you guys are big music people, but I am. And um, the um, the Death Race for Love album was so pivotal in my love for music and my love for relatable music. Um, it, it's insane, bro. It's insane. Uh, it's that's that's one of my goat albums. There's there's really there's probably like three albums in this world that have absolutely no skips for me and death race for love is one of them. Um, damn near every fucking song on that album is a banger and a true legend. So rest in peace again, four year anniversary to the man juice world, bro. So absolutely, man. Like one of the worst losses I've had to see. You know, it, it was horrible, man. And, um, it, it sucks to see him gone so pivotal so close to home quite literally yeah. and it's, it's just weird man it really is but um really rest in peace man Blah, um passed away in the same house not only me where you were born at but so was the goat block port phil so was many others two two chicago actually. i was gonna say two chicago phil's were um born in that hospital man so it's crazy all the homies crazy were, all the homies were born in christ bro my niece was born in christ yeah. all the homies <laughs> were born in christ bro <laughs> it's was legendary man it but, really um, is truly does suck man and he truly is missed yeah oh fuck yeah you know I listen to a lot of his stuff all the time and i and i constantly say to myself bro i constantly say to myself like man I constantly say to myself, like, dude, where would he have gone? And goddamn, is that just a sad question? Because you know he would have went 
Oh man, you know he would have been so good, bro. You know he would have been oh, so man. good. But he's truly missed, bro. He's truly missed. So, you know we're here to talk about wrestling, bro. But you also know, you also know that we got to come on here and rep, rep, uh, rep. You know things and people that we love, bro. So, and uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, Bell. It actually was not Kanye West. It is a. It is a independent wrestler. Um, I heard that one. Say, the independent guy. I don't think that one was real. Really, Casey Huff. Yeah, I heard that one was just Cap. Well, then what the fuck? So it might be Kanye. Which? Oh, Kanye has y- yet. Yeah. Uh, he's got the artist Yeet. Yeet. Yeah. Uh, yeet. Yeah. Okay. Well, who the fuck has Yeet? Unbelievable. I don't even know. Unfucking because I feel like if it was some indie schmuck, WWE would have just paid his ass out. Yeah. Fucking invite him to the performance center. There you exactly. go, buddy. You want a job? Um, Give us Yeet. Because the fuck? Yeah. Come on, guys. Come on. So. I don't know who the fuck has yeet, but it's really pissing me off, and we'll get to it. But, like we said, like we said on Monday, and Logan can attest to this, and a couple other of our buddies can too, we were saying yeet when the bloodline was saying yeet, before it was on t-shirts. So, what I'm getting at is we have to be the yeet successors. We have to be the successors of the yeet, which we will. Yeet. We we will carry on the legacy because people want to be assholes and not sign over trademarks. Yeah, there there is a rapper named Yeah, there is a rapper named Yeet with uh Y E A T. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Y E A, it's not the E. I've really only time I've seen spelling of the of Yeet spelling, it was um it was from that vine, you know, this bitch yeah, empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows who has that fucking trademark, but we're gonna find them. We're gonna take care of this problem. Don't worry, guys. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um so so yeah, man, so so that that's pretty much that's pretty much it for that's pretty much it for for the intro, bro. So with that, with that, man, let's go ahead and hop right into our first story. And oh yeah, we're gonna talk about him first. We're talking about the social media sheriff, <laughs> Brian <laughs> Danielson. <laughs> what were you saying? Did you see Brian's tweet earlier? I did not. Yeah. This man tweeted out um, about his match with Daniel Garcia tonight. He said, also, if you don't watch my um, AEW Rampage match tonight, I'm going to find every single one of you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, man. Fucking Brian. Also, I need to address a comment from Logan. Yeet. Daniel Garcia is getting eliminated from the Continental Classic tonight. I'm sure of it. I mean, it's a predictable classic after all he's facing. I mean, yeah, he is facing, facing Brian. Brian, right? Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Predictable classic, man. Did, didn't, <laughs> did Daniel Garcia go 0-3? I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Down. Good God, man. Okay, so. According to a report from Sean Rossap of Fightful. 
Brian Danielson's new role on the AEW disciplinary committee has seen for him uh, has seen him uh, empowered and trusted enough to fine AEW talent for social media misconduct. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. All right, so let's see. All right, so Fightful Fightful shed a little more light on um, the significant role of AEW's disciplinary committee, um, and he and and Brian takes the lead in imposing fines as deemed necessary. Um, and this revelation has gained substantial attention um, through blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. So despite his reputation for keeping a low profile on social media, within the, uh, within the exception of tout, uh, Danielson has, has actively been involved in addressing issues related to social media conduct in recent weeks. The focus primarily resolves around ensuring that AEW maintains its professional image as a company. Um, uh, encompassing actions as seemingly minor as retweets and likes, it's worth noting that such fines do not appear as a commonplace occurrence. Danielson's stature as a locker room leader has been well established, evident in his role as a prominent figure during his meetings that followed AEW All-In this year. During these gatherings, he provided insights into the termination of CM Punk, shedding light on on the decision-making process. Moreover, earlier this year, Danielson addressed the conduct uh, expected during interviews, demonstrating his commitment to fostering professionalism within the AEW talent pool. Similar decisions took place during talent meetings the previous year uh, following the brawl-out incident. In essence, Brian Danielson is not one to intolerate inappropriate behavior on social media platforms, so it's uh, advisable not to let your digital alter ego run wild in his domain <laughs> in more uplifting concerns brian danielson um fightful also reports that aew officials have expressed the enthusiasm for the danielson versus garcia matchup okay all right so that's pretty much the end of that um okay so i see a lot of people complaining about this i see a lot of fucking people complaining about this and i'm gonna be as harsh and as upfront about this as I possibly can be. I see a lot of fucking people complaining. This isn't what AEW is. This isn't what AEW is. Yeah. Do you want to know what you same people said a year ago? AEW needs structure. AEW needs a backbone. AEW need. Dude. This Do you think it is okay for irresponsible fucks? I almost hit the CM Punk line. I almost said irresponsible EVPs. Um, I don't know why that almost came out of my mouth. Irresponsible people in your locker room to go out there and like anti-MJF tweets. This is the same guy who keeps your company, who's been keeping your company warm for the past year. This, This is that guy. That in no way is not okay. And they do. Need to profane, need to maintain professionalism because there is none. There is none. 
it's not good for AEW for these people to go out there and fucking say, um, uh, it's, it's not good for these people to go out there and fucking bury the company. It's just not. It doesn't make AEW look any better, especially with the current state that they are in. It does no favors. So, again, these are the same people saying, these are literally the same people that said, AEW needs a structure, AEW needs backbone, AEW needs, AEW, you know, they need bosses. They do. They fucking do. And they're, and somebody... It's a bunch of kids back there. So if this is what you have to do, then this is what you have to do. My problem with this comes from Brian Danielson being the guy that has to uh, spearhead all this. Tony, what the fuck? Brian Danielson? Why don't you just hire somebody to be a part of your disciplinary committee? Why do you have to make one of the guys that is... Uh, just a, not only a locker room leader, but somebody who's very well liked in the business to you. Why do you have to put this on his shoulders? That's my only thing about this, bro. But, but yeah, AEW does need something like this. And I hate that it's come to this because in 2021, nobody was tweeting bad shit about AEW. Nobody was, but everybody wants to be fucking children now and fucking go ahead and, and tweet about this and, and go ahead. Now, I will say some of the things that they are, um, <clears throat> some of the things that they are, uh, being, um, what am I, golly, I lost my train of thought. Some of the things that they are um, being fined for, it, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but, um, I mean, Santana tweeting, you know, six weeks or whatever since he's been on television. I don't know if that's really grounds to be fired for, or, I mean, fined for, but whatever. But I don't know, dude. I don't, I, I don't agree. I, I don't agree with, with it being, with it being Brian. I, I really don't. Um, I know he's an honest guy and I know people trust his opinion, but you, you, you fucking see bad social media content or, you know, bad social media content when you see it, it doesn't take fucking Brian Danielson to, to know what, what a, what a disrespectful AEW tweet is. Now, Asking Brian Danielson, hey, dude, what do you think we should do about CM Punk? I can understand that because Brian's an honest guy. He's going to give you an honest fucking opinion. Phil is his friend, so he's going to give you an honest opinion on it. He is. He's going to give you an honest opinion, and you're going to get a, a, a moral compass out of Brian Danielson. I understand that. But to take on a regular role like this, just fucking hire people. I mean, why do you gotta, I, I don't know, man. What, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And I, I don't agree with Danielson taking on a full-time role in swiping through people's Twitter likes. I mean, you hire a team for that, bro. I mean, that's just me, though. But what do you think about this whole scenario, man? That's my main gripe with it, man. Like, Brian Danielson, if you had to pick somebody out of the roster to do that job, Brian Danielson's the best choice. He's an unbiased person. He has a good yeah. moral compass. He understands shit. But it shouldn't have to fall on his shoulders at all. You know, it, it, that's the biggest problem I have with AEW. When they need something to do something, 
they just grab someone from the roster. Hey, can you do this? Or halftime, they don't even grab someone. Someone from the roster steps up and goes, you know what? Someone needs to um, someone needs to help these entrances. Someone needs to help these trons. Someone needs to do this and that. And they just they just do it because no one else is doing it. Tony, you're a businessman. You're the CEO. Your whole job is to hire people to do things. That's the whole point of an owner or manager, whatever, is to hire people to do things. This is something you hire a new person that doesn't have a relationship with anybody on the roster to do. It's that simple, you know? And that's what that goes with everything in AEW. Fucking write writers. Yeah. Getting former wrestlers to help write is a good idea. You always want them in there. But there's nothing wrong with hiring just normal TV writers to help flush out your writing team. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're not a fucking just, it's only a team of soap opera writers, that's where you get fucked. But just hire writers. They, they go to fucking college for this shit. There's literally like film college, writing college, that they go to write stuff. Hire those people. There's production people that go to college to learn about production of films and whatnot. Hire those people. Stop getting people from the roster to do the job that you should be hiring people to do. Same with Tony Khan's job. Tony Khan could hire like five people to help his job and to make it run easier. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. I think that's the bigger problem with AEW. But in terms of... AEW finally having a backbone to stop people from doing all this fuck shit. I mean, good. Like you said, the Santana stuff is kind of like, come on. You know, he does it. I get who's, making the... Mm-hmm. Who's who's not mad? Is it wrong of him to be mad that he's not on television? I was going to say, that, that that's two more problems that, that arise. You know, I, I get making the company look like shit. I make sure... You never have the brawl out and the brawl out media scrum again, or people liking that MJF stuff on Twitter. But like, people just saying just general displeasure, I think is fine. I think a tweet like six week is fine. You shouldn't be fine for that. Um, the you know the Britt Baker or Sammy Guevara likes about MJF, those I would have fined for that little Britt Baker tweet about not being on TV for four months. But they but. You know, MJF. That I would have fined her for. I think they did. Fucking Soraya arguing fucking fans on Twitter. Yeah, you go ahead and tell her to stop or you're gonna fine her. Shit like that makes sense. But you're gonna purposely make people even more mad at you than they already are by silencing them. You could silence the dumb shit, but don't silence just general criticism because that's not gonna go over well. And another problem, you know... Silencing people that say fuck shit is good, but you should just be stopping the fuck shit from happening in the first place. Then you wouldn't have to worry about people tweeting that shit out so much. Maybe just, I don't know, manage your time better, manage TV time better. And because that's the thing, that is the number one complaint from your roster is TV time related stuff. When you have four, wait, five hours of weekly television you can go through and still. Most of the roster doesn't get TV time for some reason. You you have the problem. You can fix that problem, and you fix that problem. That's half your problems right there, gone, finished, solved. It, it's just, it's really not you know picking Brian Danielson to do this because it's good that they're doing this, and Brian's a good choice. 
It's really the backstage Tony Khan stuff of not hiring people into solving this problem in the first place. That's the thing with Tony Khan. He doesn't solve the problem until it's happening. Just prevent the problem, and the problem won't happen. Seriously. Seriously, bro. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking, too, wasn't Brian also the guy that was spearheading Collision? So you're just taking him away from that to do this other thing. Yeah, I believe he he had a huge hand in writing Collision. I don't know if that's still a thing. Um, I don't know if that's still a thing, but, um, but yeah, I, I, at least what I remember hearing was that Brian had, was instrumental in, in helping write collision. So dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I said, you know, AEW in terms of you know, something like this, they, they absolutely needed some sort of backbone. I mean, and like I said, I I hate, I hate seeing these people that were, you know, on here about a year ago talking about AEW needs a backbone. And now that I got, now that they're doing something like that, they, they, they say they're WWE like, they say they're, you know, silencing their talent, like WWE, like, dude, Honestly, bro, for some of the people back there, this is exactly what this is exactly what was needed for AEW because they don't know how to act. They don't they don't they don't know how to be professionals. You know what I mean? WWE, we always make fun of the way WWE talent uh, talks about their displeasure, but they, you know, maintain professionalism. Sure, they might tweet out you know, something vague about leaving, but it, it really doesn't, you know, point at, at anything. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, it does point at, at them leaving, but it doesn't, it's not outright, you know, shitting on the company that they work for. Sure. They might send out a vague tweet about being unhappy or wanting to leave, but you know, they, they never, they never bring it to the extent where it's where it looks like, oh, damn, that's, that's pretty fucking, that's pretty bold and that's pretty unprofessional. No, people in AEW do that shit all the time and it makes the fucking company look no better. It makes it look no better. You already know you're getting a lot of backlash from a lot of your fans like us. And on top of that, to combat that, what do you got from your roster? They're going and fucking tweeting out their displeasure like we are. How does that look? How does that look for the company? Like, like I, I can't just tweet in general displeasure with something. Okay, it's Twitter. People, everybody, especially pro wrestlers, they're going to complain no matter what. They could live the perfect life. They're going to find a way to complain. That's just a pro wrestler right there. But, like, it's to me, it's really bad when they specific go for a specific person mjf punk yep evps shit that's when you're like okay you gotta stop this shit because that's just shit that starts beef definitely definitely bro and i don't know man it just i don't know dude i don't know and with that a story to actually make this story sound no better at all we have AEW, and there being a lot of negativity in AEW right now. You don't say. 
A recent report, um, a recent report has indicated that there is much negativity backstage in AEW these days, and the reason for it may have come to light. Uh, okay, um, uh, this is from uh, Russell Talk. Um, he says, I think there's uh, some stems from the show Saturday night, which obviously uh, was a very poor crowd. It's interesting because there's a lot of negativity, while at the same time the company's grossing more money by far than it ever has in the last couple of months. It is... Uh, it has been very successful in that sense, as far as um, as far as a profit. Uh, that's a different story. As far as the value of the company, there are uh, economic aspects of the company that look really good, but there is still the feeling of a lot of negativity. And then Meltzer noted that AEW was far from uh, was far from number one right now and wasn't as competitive as they were eight months ago. He said, uh, 18 months ago, he says, understandably in wrestling, it's always who's number one. And they are far from number one right now. The, there are a lot of, com uh, there, are, they were a lot more competitive in things like television ratings and attendance and things like that 18 months ago than they are now. So it's kind of just a really interesting thing, uh, that you've got a negative perception, which usually, uh, which usually comes when the economics are bad, but the economics are not bad right now, but they are still worrisome right now in the sense when you look at the future and when you look at the upcoming shows, you don't see shows that, that look like they're going to draw big crowds in too many places. And see, this is exactly, this is exactly what we were talking about. This is exactly what we were talking about when we were talking about um, uh, the morality in AEW, dude. You can make all the fucking money that you want, but if that lightning isn't striking like it used to, then yeah, there is going to be a lot of negativity involved, and they are almost. It almost seems like they're ignoring, you yeah. know. It almost seems like they're ignoring the the poor attendance and, and the the poor ratings because they're grossing you know higher than they ever have. When it's just like, dude, this this is this is the the this is the reason this company was created not to shill out for money and things like that. I mean, the, and and that's all Tony Khan's become nowadays is a fucking money mark. Exactly. He went from being a money mark for creative, doing shit, spending all the money to have the best creative possible, to the opposite, where he doesn't care about creative as long as he is making money. He went from the good money mark to a bad money mark. And it sucks to fucking see because you could fucking tell by television. It's like, dude, if we fucking wanted you to be Vince McMahon, then we would have just stayed watching WWE. Exactly. I would just now wanted your place to take over in that fucking case. Seriously, dude. And I could see why there's a lot of negativity in AEW, dude. You got you got this show, Collision. You got this show, Collision. Exactly. Exactly. Bell says, ignoring what's going on because they're making money. Who does that remind me of? 
Vince <laughs> fucking McMahon. VKM. That's <laughs> exactly who that reminds me of, dude. Um, And the thing is, you know, you got people... What is there not to be... What is there not to be negative about in AEW right now? Uh, if you're not... Na- um, uh, other than if your name is fucking MJF or Christian Cage. What is there not mm-hmm. to be negative about? You know MJF what I mean? Negatives. The roster fucking hates them in for no reason because they're jealous. Yeah. So you still got negatives because if you're doing good, the fucking schmucks are jealous and mad at you. Yeah, because you get TV time. I'm sorry I get TV time, Brit. I'm sorry, Sammy. I'm the world champion. I'm I'm sorry I'm taking up so much TV time. You know, not like, you know, it's not like I'm the fucking world champion of the company or anything like that. But, you know, sorry I'm taking up your, your beloved TV time. And, 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 and just out of curiosity, to the people that like that tweet, if you were on, te- if you were on television in MJF's spot, what would you be doing of intrigue right now anyway? Because the last time I checked, Sammy Guevara was in a fucking garbage-ass Don Callis family that's fucking ice cold at this point. And when I say ice cold, I mean ice fucking cold. And what would Britt be doing? What would she be doing? Honestly. Well, probably... Yeah. Feuding with, uh, I don't know, Karushita over the world title, feuding with Tony, or Karushita's not even the world champion anymore, feuding with Tony Storm. I mean, what the fuck do you want to do, man? What do you want to do? And, and and then that brings me to my boy, my, my boy, Jack Perry. What in the world would you be doing right now if you were on television? What would you be running yeah, around yeah, with the FTW yeah. title still? Yeah. Would you, would you, yeah. Well, yeah, other than fucking getting CM Punk chance rained down on him, what would you guys be doing? Honestly. Honestly. I mean, come on, bro. Literally, so anyways... All the people that are mad are the schmucks. Are the creative schmucks. So anyways, that brings me to the things I really... You know, that brings me to the, to the overwhelming negatives uh, about AEW. So what is there to be negative about, you may ask? I don't know. Why don't you ask the acclaimed? You think this is what they would want of their trio's title reign? You think this is what they want? Do you honestly think this is what they want? What about mm, what about Julia Hart? What about Julia Hart? You really think she wants to be back stuck in a fucking open challenge wrestling Emmy Sakura? Is that what you think? Is that what you fucking think? Do you um oh, oh god, who else? Oh, oh, oh that bring oh man, that brings me to the icing on top of the cake, bro. Do you really think if I'm Ricky Starks? To, you know, Tony Khan's big attempt at getting me to stay is making me a collision talent and putting the tag titles on me. And half the time, people don't even know I'm the fucking world tag team champions. And then that brings me to my next point. Collision. Do you really think I want to be a collision exclusive talent in December of 2023? Sure. Maybe in July of 2023, I would have loved to be a collision exclusive. You really think I want to wrestle in front of fucking tarps? Every week? You think that's going to keep me happy, Tony? You think that's going to fucking keep me happy? You think that's going to keep me positive? Is that what you think? Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Let me cook. Okay. You really think I'm happy if I'm fucking Malachi Black? Oh. Well, did you see this, this statistic? So, oh, fuck. I think I forgot yeah. it. Yeah. Um, no, no. It's right. June of 2022. Yeah. 
<laughs> last time he had a singles match. Fucking hell, dude. I'm talking... This is the same fucking guy who had countless nominees for NXT Match of the Year across all of the years he was in NXT. I'm talking Johnny Gargano. I'm talking Tommaso Ciampa. I'm talking Adam Cole. I'm talking fucking Velveteen Dream. This man was a banger. And, and, and what's he doing right now? What's he doing right now? I'll tell you what he's doing right now. He just debuted. A couple weeks ago, he just debuted in his tag team debut with Buddy Matthews. Are you fucking kidding me? Is that supposed to keep him happy? Honestly. Is it is that supposed to keep the man happy? No. no. It's not. And they're lucky. Half of those guys that are from WWE that came to this company were from WWE and no professionalism that they are fucking tweeting bullshit. Well, Andrade, because it doesn't really count in that, that full. But people like Malachi Black, he could be tweeting some crazy shit right now about his statistics and all this. He's radio silent. He's waiting until that contract goes up to just have a better career. <laughs> that simple. But if it was one of these fucking AEW guys, you got fucking Jack Perry, fucking Sammy Guevara, who's always got to be tied to the hip to somebody because he doesn't have the talent to survive on his own. Um, Burt Baker. Um, if, if, look, they get an ounce of non-TV, while one of them is injured, by the way, and one of them got themselves suspended. So those two shouldn't even be allowed to say anything about anything. They're the ones complaining when you got people like Malachi Black, who very well, I would support if he was complaining on Twitter, but he's not. He's radio silent, because he's a fucking adult. <sighs> Gets me so fucking angry, bro. Gets me it's, so angry. It's, it's those three fuckers that make me so mad. The, the fucking most creative schmucks on that television are the ones that are most mad. Maybe, I don't know be good <laughs> I don't fucking know and especially because one of them got suspended not only was one of them injured but even if Guevara wasn't injured he'd not been on TV because he has a fucking child he would have taken a break anyway so what are you complaining about bro like you're, you're complaining about free paid time off <laughs> what Ugh. I hate these people man Seriously, seriously, and 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 just out of curiosity, just out of curiosity, what the fuck would Sammy Guevara have been doing anyway? Oh yeah, that's right. He would have been wrestling in a fucking Yakuza street fight. That's what he would have been doing. That's what Sammy Guevara would have been doing. Nice. Skip. That's a fucking skip if I ever seen one. So. Which brings us to our next talking point about AEW. Tony Khan was talking about why Ric Flair is on AEW television. He spoke with the New York Post. He says, We're not paying Ric Flair. Ric Flair is essentially paying us. 
We're getting paid by Wu Energy for all of his appearances. So we're collecting revenue for them. Of course. And that fucking Ugh. explains all of it. That's all I needed to hear. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Mm -hmm. Now I know why you are sacrificing certain parts of AEW television. And you know what? Everybody wants to complain about MJF, right? Everybody wants to complain about MJF taking up TV time. What about the actual pieces of fat on AEW television that need to be cut off? What about that? Like, yeah, why aren't you... Why, why, why isn't this whole roster bitching at Ric Flair? Why? What the fuck? I would. That's what I would be bitching about. Not fucking MJF. That absolutely answers the question on why he's on television. Because Tony lugs the money tony loves the money he's a fucking money mark that so now now i will never question why rick flair's on AEW television again because once again tony you've made an ass out of yourself and you fucking you marked out for money again again Man loves this fucking. Day. They must have been in the red deep, dude, for him to be this much of a fucking money mark. I knew they were in the red for a while. Trust me, trust me, guys. Our buddy we reminded did. us for like two years straight. Straight, but straight. <laughs> but they must have been in that shit deep. If this man is fucking this thirsty for some money, like bro. Obviously, AEW is not gonna be making WWE money anyway. You have other businesses. Make your money from those businesses to build up AEWs. Don't just fucking take any money opportunity. You look like you look so desperate. He does. Like, don't. You look so fucking desperate. It's sad. It makes your company look worse. It does. It makes it less valuable. Seriously. Seriously, bro. So, congrats, Tony. You marked out for money again. And it's at the fucking. And it's at the price of your television quality. Good going. That's not like. Seriously, and and to Bell's point, again, I want to mention this. All the shit you talked about Vince McMahon and all the stuff that you've highlighted that Vince was accused of and you fucking signed Ric Flair? I mean, what, what, huh? Y'all can't talk about blood money now. You got your own fucking blood money right there. Fucking Ric Flair. Seriously. That's, that's literally blood money. Just it is. Fucking money. <sighs> I don't know, man. Fucking ridiculous. Congrats, Tony. Congrats. You've made an ass of yourself, and you've showed us exactly why Ric Flair's on television, and exactly why you love having Ric Flair on your television. Yet again, you fucking marked out for the dough. Nice. Nice going, Tony. Nice fucking going. Now, speaking of people that should legitimately be upset with this company... And he is, and he's actually one of the ones that's very vocal about it. Andrade. Andrade El Idolo's future 
in question as AEW contract seems to come to an end soon. While speaking on the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer talked about Andrade Alitalo's future in AEW. Meltzer noted that his AEW contract will expire soon. There is a chance he could make his way to WWE. However, he plans on making an, an appearance in CMLL before uh, before that as he won't be able to do it if he joins WWE again. Uh, Dave says he's going back to CMLL. I'm sure, uh, not sure exactly what week, but probably, uh, but probably relatively soon. On Friday night's Arena Mexico, uh, he had talked to AAA about going back there and decided to go to CMLL. I think he wanted to do it. It's because that is where he started. Because there's no real, um, because there's no real money. Even though CMLL is drawing big crowds, there's no real money being paid by CMLL. Andrade actually charges a lot for his appearances in Mexico, so I think it's just something that he wants to do. Uh, uh, and his deal is coming up relatively soon, unless it's extended or something because of time off for injuries or whatever. Um, but he thinks that his deal his deal is up pretty soon, so he wanted to go back to CMLL in case he ends up going back to WWE. He's not made a decision on what he's going to do next. He's not signed a new deal, but if he does go back to WWE, he knows he cannot go back to Arena Mexico. Um his AEW uh his AEW is uh, the impression is his AEW deal is up pretty soon. Yeah. <sighs> just itching to get out of this fucking company. And if his contract is up around May, because that's when he was brought in, the episode after Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. I remember um, they did a Friday episode of Dynamite, one of those Fridays, and I remember watching it while we were on stream. Um, and I, I remember you could just you could just see me gasp in the video because I was just in complete awe that Andrade just fucking walked out on my television it was pretty fucking sick, but, but, um, obviously he wants to go back to CMLL right now because he knows damn well he's going back to WWE. Charlotte's there, Triple H is there now, Triple H is going to utilize him, the LWO just broke up, so you can further that with getting Zelina Vega out of the group and putting her back with Andrade, um, and we're off to the races and we can continue to start fucking cooking again. So, um, so yeah, I think he's going back to WWE, but if he is up around May, you also got to take into account Tony Khan's probably going to add some injury time onto there. Probably, probably. So probably I'm guessing what summer 2024, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. I mean, kind of one of the big criticisms about Vince McMahon and WWE of doing that, but he does it too, which, I mean, if they do it, I guess you might as well do it too, but hopefully, hopefully he um, he, he gets to go back there re- relatively soon, because that's where we all know he's fucking going, and I cannot wait. Oh, that would be perfect, bro. That would be perfect, bro. You have Heel Santos... And then, uh, you know, Santos kind of got a beef with Zelina, so Zelina could eventually bring back in Andrade to, to, to you know, f- uh, fight Santos. Ooh, 
Shit would be sick. Hell yeah. Shit would be sick. But yeah, man. So, looks like Andrade's uh, end of days are coming up in AEW, man. And good God, I've never been more fucking stoked for somebody to leave a company. Three years of Andrade's career, wasted. Fucking wasted. Doing nothing for three goddamn years. That's a fucking crime. Three pay-per-view matches. Three. And my favorite match ever. Ever. That I've ever watched. Did nothing with them. Yep. Three pay-per-view matches in AEW. In three years. Good job, Tony. Good job. All right, man, we got an injury update. We got an injury update. So via Fightful Select, still talking AEW. Uh, So via Fightful Select, Kyle O'Reilly has been backstage at AEW recently and is looking like he could return to programming after a period of it looking quite unlikely. Kyle O'Reilly was also said uh, to... Uh, throw out a couple hints about being um, being almost ready, being almost ready to come back and, and uh, getting that itch again, man. So, looks like Kyle O'Reilly could be coming back soon, and um, I'm excited for him, bro. I'm excited for him, and I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. Obviously, I can hope for an AEW Undisputed Era, but of that coming back is going to be in the WWE. So... There's that for you. No, dude, literally. But I'm glad to see him come back soon, and I hope when he comes back, Adam Cole is healed, and he's a part of that group. Definitely. Definitely, man. Definitely. Either, well, there might be a new Undisputed Era. I'm talking Cole, O'Reilly, Roddy, The Kingdom, and Mm. Wardlow. Yeah, it's fucking... Dick, dude. <sighs> that just that's just wonderful. God, what a fucking drop ball. But yes, I mean I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see Kyle O'Reilly back and, and I'm excited to see what he can do, bro. I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm excited to uh um I I'm I'm just I'm just more so happy that you know his his neck fusion went um went good and and, and he, he's looking like he could get back to wrestling man I'm, I'm i'm happy that uh he didn't have to i'm happy that he didn't have to call it a quits bro exactly i'm really happy that's great that's always great news um all right man so i think this is our last AEW story I think. Okay. Mercedes. Sean Sapp recently talked about Mercedes Monet and her return. He said, I do think there's more of a possibility of Mercedes heading to WWE than I did in August. There was a working plans for, there was a working plan for Mercedes and AEW to work together. Because when I followed up on that, I have not been told of any current active plan for that to happen. Damn. Oh. 
It's uh, it's intriguing, man. I, I think that with that CM Punk debut and the whole change of res, uh, regime, I think it's very likely that we could see Mercedes Monet coming back to WWE, and that I really can't wait for. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, it will be um. <sighs> It, it it'll it'll be cra- it'll be crazy again. It'll be crazy again to to see her in uh in, in WWE. But if she goes to AEW, then I'd be cool with that too. Um, I'd be cool with that too. I I hope. Uh, um, I'm really I guess for AEW's women's division, I'm looking at that as a, as a last glimmer of hope for yeah, AEW's exactly. women's division because if Mercedes can't do anything to change Tony Nobody Khan's can. perception on women's wrestling. There is not a fucking soul on this planet that will do it. WWE, when it comes to women's wrestling, WWE is where it's at. WWE is fucking head and shoulders above it, uh, above it all, bro. They actually, they actually, you know, when they, they, they actually make stars out of their female talent. Sure, the booking maybe isn't always the best, but in terms of the place that has the best women's wrestlers on the planet... Fucking Tony Khan gives you no argument. He gives you, he he makes it to where there's no argument there at all. Makes it impossible to argue for the AEW Women's Division because Tony Khan don't even care about it. He does not one bit. He does not give a flying fuck about a or about women's wrestling. So, um. Yeah, man, that is the news on uh, Mercedes possibly, maybe coming back. We'll see, bro. We'll see. So, definitely, definitely, man, definitely. I, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle with, uh, with, with Mercedes. I could see her going to AEW, and I could absolutely see her going back to WWE, bro. Triple H has been a supporter of hers. From day one, he even texted her the day before the day she debuted in New Japan and told her good luck. You know that man fucking pulled the Wrestle Kingdom all nighter. You know that man, oh, Papa Mark, did. absolutely did. Exactly, you know it. So I think she's got the best chance in the world of going back at this point. Definitely, and Logan says says it too, bro. He says as much as I hate Sean, as much as I hate NXT, Sean. Uh, as much as I hate NXT, Sean has been doing a, an amazing job with his women's division. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. He has a great he has a great women's division. I just wish they would fucking call some of them up already. Um But yeah, he, he 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 has. He's he's done a great job with it, man. He's done a great job with it. So if you got to give Shawn Michaels props for anything, it's it would have to be the women's division because it's certainly not anything else on that fucking show. Um uh, speaking more women's uh, wrestling news, according to Sean Sapp, Deanna Perrazzo has plans to explore free agency with no extension, uh, and no extension with Impact Wrestling has been reached. Fightful Select has learned. This is another interesting one. We wanted her to come to AEW a couple years back, and then she ended up choosing Impact, which, from what I... I don't watch Impact. From what I believe, I think they have a pretty good women's division. I believe. Exactly. Um, so, you know, um, yeah, Deanna Perrazzo, I, I can really see her doing, 
I could really see her doing anything as well. I could see her going. I could see her going to AEW. I could see her going to WWE. She's a big enough name um, to. She's big enough to where she will, you know, I mean, she's not like huge or anything, but she's a big enough name to the point where she will get signed with a major promotion. It's just a matter of who. Is it going to be the Money mm-hmm. Mark or is it going to be Papa Mark? That's that, that's just the question. Exactly. Which Mark are you going to? And at this point, I'd say go to Papa Mark, man. Um, Triple H, you know, she has worked in NXT before, so I know Triple H is familiar with her. Um, unlike Tony Khan, who just, you know, signs, uh, who, who, uh, just signs anybody without being fans of them and being fans of their work. So, you know, he just has no idea what to do with them. So, but I digress. Because if, if Tony Khan's not work for you, you're just a person on the roster. You are a number. Exactly. Bro. If Tony Khan wins Booker of the Year, if 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 Triple H does not win Booker of the Year after the year he's had in 2023, I, I mean, I mean nobody takes those fucking Wrestling Observer Awards serious anyway. But there's just no way, there's just no fucking way you give it to Tony Khan. If you have a brain in your head, there's no way you give it to Tony Khan. There's no way. There's no fucking way. Well, no possible way, man. Absolutely not. Alrighty, man. Some more. Uh, I guess uh, before we get to the WWE news, non WWE news. Per Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso, Kazuchika Okada's New Japan Pro Wrestling deal ends in 2024. This is interesting, bro. This is interesting. Um, not really though. Um, no. only because, only because, uh, Okada, I, like, I mean, obviously. Obviously, I, I, I could I, I could see anything happening in professional wrestling. We've seen crazier shit at this yeah. point. Uh, but my prediction, my safe prediction is... Uh, f- I don't know, though, man, because he's getting older. You know, how much longer is he going to want to work that strong style? And that's the only okay. thing with Okada. That That's the only thing that, I guess, you know, makes a, a little bit of an argument for me. Is Okada has... Uh, literally done all there is to do in New Japan. He's like the fucking Antonio Inoki uh, uh, of today's generation um, uh, of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, he's, you know, he's he, he is grandfathered into that damn company. But similar to Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke left because he was getting older and he mm-hmm. didn't want to. Um, he, he was getting older and he didn't want to. Uh, he did not style. exactly. He didn't want to work strong style anymore. It was too tough on his body. It was too taxing on his body. So that's the things that got me thinking with Okada. And honestly, if there's anywhere to go, it would definitely be WWE, bro. Because if you go to AEW, then you're not going to be working strong style, but you're still going to have to work a, a tough style. So exactly, you still have to work a very uh, 
very hard-hitting style, but go to WWE, man. You can still wrestle good. You could just chill out for the most part, man. And I think, to be honest, that might be the best path for Okada. It really might be. It it definitely might be, man. It definitely might be. And then I remember hearing that his his appearance on AEW Dynamite was so he can test the waters. Dude, New Japan is just letting Tony Khan cheat the shit out of them, bro. Or uh, I mean, they, they are giving Tony Khan the pass, bro. Like, can you give this pass to fucking our boy Paul? Like, goddamn. And the thing is, too, with, with Triple H, you know damn well, if it was solely up to him, he would let Okada go back because I know that's what they're worried about. Oh, we'll never see Okada again if... if if we let him go to Triple H, or if we let him go to WWE, I don't know. And I mean, I don't know what kind of company stuff he has to get around. But I know if if it was if the decision was solely up to him, he would absolutely let him go back every now and then. Exactly, he would be cool with it. He wouldn't. He'd be with it. So it's like, come on, guys, come on. Seriously, bro. Seriously. So. So yeah, man. Um. I don't know. It all depends on where Okada's at mentally, does uh, and physically. Um, um, uh, and 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 physically, man. I mean, does he still want to work that style? Maybe, but in, in all honesty, dude, as of right now, I really just see him staying in New Japan. Mm-hmm. I really do. Just taking a couple foot back, a couple steps back in the company, and just. Chilling out, man, in New Japan. That's really what I see. Definitely. Definitely, bro. Um, so, yeah, man. So, that is the news on Kazuchika Okada and his um, contractual status as of late. All right, man. On to some WWE news. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, man, Kevin Owens is injured. On the December 1st edition of SmackDown, Kevin Owens faced Grayson Waller in singles action. Austin Theory got involved in the bout, uh, uh, stamping, stomping on uh, Kevin Owens' right hand against the ring steps. WWE has now announced that KO has suffered a major injury during the attack. In a digital exclusive, WWE revealed Kevin Owens has sustained an injury, fracturing his fourth and fifth metacarpal during SmackDown last night. Did he actually get hurt off one of those spots? Because if he did, that's crazy. That's fucked, dude. That could be fucked. But then again, Sammy... uh, also did get some granted time off so i don't know if maybe this is a work i don't know if this is a work uh injury but if it's not i'm glad it's not too major of an injury it's just a hand injury but it still sucks nonetheless it really does man hopefully it's not real and if it is real hopefully it's not too too time consuming man but hopefully it's it's just some excuse an excuse for time off Absolutely, man. And and with that, um on his on his own personal request, it is being reported by Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Sami Zayn has been granted some time off by WWE. I feel like we'll see him pop back up in the Royal Rumble. So I it's, like it, it's going to suck. Um yeah. 
it's 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 going to suck because Sammy is uh, one of the best parts about Monday Night Raw, but it is going to be all that much better when he does come back, man. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see him back already, man. I w- I miss him already. So, but I I hope he uh, hope he enjoys his time off though. Hopefully, bro. Hopefully he does. Definitely, man. Definitely, bro. So, yes, Sami Zayn will be getting some time off. Alrighty, man. More injury news. Wesley. A lot of people did not know. A lot of people did not know if this was real or not. But, apparently it is. Wesley has sustained a back injury, which will require him to be out of action for 8 to 12 months. Fuck. And he will require surgery. Holy shit. That sucks, dude. That really sucks. That really does suck, bro. That really does suck. I, I really feel for him. He, he, I believe he said on Wednesday or something like that, he has no feeling in his legs. Golly. Worst, man. Wish that on nobody. Seriously, man. Uh, yes, Wesley. Uh, he's a tremendous talent. He's a tremendous talent, bro. And, and, and you just hate seeing uh, anything. You just hate seeing anything like 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 this uh, ha- happen to somebody like him, bro. Um, it sucks, man. It sucks. But I wish him a speedy recovery, and, and I hope everything uh, stays well with him physically and mentally, bro. So I wish him the best, dude. Really, man. I hope everything goes good, and I hope he hope he could stay up, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. All right, man, AJ Styles. AJ Styles is being advertised for the December 8th edition of WWE SmackDown. That is today. Well, AJ was being advertised, that is, because today we got a report from PW Insider that AJ Styles is no longer slated for tonight's SmackDown. WWE have planned at one point to bring AJ Styles back several weeks ago, but delayed that return. It's a creative decision uh, as to when he will return, um, that it could be any week now. But those who have asked about him returning tonight, we've been told, uh, we've been told, we have been told that it will not be this week. Holy fucking shit, dude. Just keep him out to the Royal Rumble at this point and then fucking have mm-hmm. him challenge Roman at Elimination Chamber. I mean, golly, you've been... Yeah, I mean, it's been like fucking three weeks they've been talking about bringing this guy back and nothing. It seems like every mm-hmm. week on news, we say to you guys, oh, the AJ Styles is going to be coming back this week and he never fucking comes back. Exactly. So, like you said, might as well just wait for Rumble at this point, man. It sucks. That they kind of, like Logan says, they kind of reverse what they should have done. Yeah. AJ should have faced him at the Rumble. Randy at um, Chamber. Looks like we're probably getting the reverse. So that sucks, man. But at this point, just, just return him in the Rumble. 
at this point, dude, at this point, I'm sure AJ won't mind being at home with his family. Um, I'm sure he'll be okay. Exactly. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he will be just fine, but I would be fine with them doing Randy at the rumble. If you would have did the AJ match at survivor series, but you know, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, man. So they didn't do that. Now they're, now we're in the scenario of getting Randy, his match first. And then AJ, when it should be AJ first, because AJ had the story before Randy came back, but whatever. Um, either way, uh, Randy, Randy and AJ are, I guess, are going to be his his final his final two opponents as the world champ, which is going to be so crazy. Living in a WWE where Roman's not the world champion anymore, it's going to be so weird, man. Maybe, maybe it doesn't happen yet. <laughs> No, I'm not speaking that into the world, but it is crazy and it's going to be weird, but I can't wait for it at the same time. God mode, bro. If he beats Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 40, just retire him with the fucking titles at this point. He's the GOAT. For making Cody cry twice in the main event of WrestleMania, you got to be the GOAT. That would be my GOAT right there. So... Yeah, man, that is the news on um, that is the news on AJ Styles returning, but not returning apparently. Um, yeah, man. So Julia got an update on Julia. The Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that Julia has not yet decided on her future but has been frequently in talks with the WWE as of late. I think WWE is where she should go, and I think WWE is where she will end up. Um, she's, uh, f- from what I hear, she's great. From what I hear, she's great. And uh, I, 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 would, I would love to see a little bit more of the greatness, bro. I would love to see a little bit more of the greatness. So, yeah, man, I, I'd, be, I'd be all down for it, bro. I'd be all down for it. So, um, yeah, I hope she does end up there, man, as long as it's not AEW. Because, golly, do I want no women's wrestler to go to AEW at this point? Literally, dude. Literally. So, I hope she. Um, I hope she goes to WWE. I heard she's been taking a lot of um, English classes. I've heard that. So, let's uh, let's hope it goes good, man. And uh, let's hope she picks uh, the right company. Definitely, definitely. And it seems like she's on the right track. Oh God, I hope so. All right, man. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Tyler Bate could soon make his WWE main roster debut. Holy fuck. I don't know a statistic I saw about this man being in NXT. Oh, God. Not only. There's two, actually. When he debuted in NXT, um, McIntyre was the TNA champ, the Impact World Champ. Right. And then um, CM Punk fought in the UFC, did WWE backstage on Fox, returned to wrestling in AEW, and now turned to WWE. Oh, all this man was stuck in the chains of developmental. Wow. 
Drew McIntyre was the Impact champ when that man debuted down there. Damn. <laughs> like, dog. What the fuck? Finally, this is happening. Finally. Dude, please get fucking Tyler Bate on the main roster. And it and it makes all the sense. Brawling Brutes just broke up. Get him and Trent Seven back with fucking Pete Dunne and fucking have them, you know, have him shed the butch shit and fucking have him be Pete Dunne. Have him be Pete Dunne and have them be British strong style. Golly, that would go so nuts. That would go crazy, dude. Dude. God. Yeah, I mean... That man is beyond ready. That man has been ready. That man is that man has been fucking more than ready for years. Dude, you watched Tyler Bate in the ring. Dude, Tyler Bate at 21 years old was more fluent in the ring than half of the fucking bums you had on the main roster at the time. Literally. And you stuck that man in the same spot for years, man. Finally, time to get him out of there. Yes, get him the fuck out of there, please. Um, I mean that man is. I mean, in terms of in terms of in ring, I, I know a lot of people think Pete Dunn's a more intriguing uh, character, which he is, bro. But I mean, if you're talking about somebody in the ring, that man Tyler Bate, that that man Tyler Bate is fucking. That that man Tyler Bate is yes he he's absolutely goaded. That that man is. That man is fantastic in the ring. He really is, man. He really fucking is. 100%, bro. 100%. So please, let's get that man on the main roster and maybe even get British Strong Style back uh back up on the uh back up on the main roster, bro. So let's get it, dog. That's hopefully. Definitely, man. Alrighty, bro. So the TKO Chief Operating Officer Mark Shapiro has revealed at the UBS press conference that TKO wants to cut the WWE live event schedule. Look at that. Yeah, this is what happened. You finally get good business people in this company, man. You had that fucking that money Mark Vince. Um, doing all these fucking house shows because they're just grinding up money. But guess what? They're making money through everything else. And that CEO was probably like, damn, why isn't fucking this company getting all these wrestlers that are not going to this company? Oh, they're seeing the schedule is the main reason? Oh, let's fucking fix that. Look at that. They're fucking fixing it. <laughs> Duh, yes. Productive. Pro- productivity. Is a beautiful Goodness. thing, isn't it? Finally to fucking see it. Dude, I love it. I love it, bro. I love it, man. Um, yes. WWE, this th- this will lure so many more people to this company. It is not even funny. Because that's the that's the big thing with WWE. You gotta be of the schedule. You know, you gotta you gotta, you know, you gotta, uh, you gotta adapt to the schedule. You gotta constantly be on the road and blah blah blah, dude. You don't need all these live events, bro. You guys are racking in fucking so much money without them. And I guarantee you, you don't make 
that much money off these house shows, bro. So, and and I I seen uh, I seen a lot of people saying, well, this is bad because the lower card guys need their reps. So you have a so you have a fucking performance center for get them on fucking main event. I don't fucking know. Get good. And uh, it interesting. Like that's the shit I hate. Is like, what about the lower card guys? I don't know. Make yourself big time. <laughs> it's not, so now you got Triple H. Now, if you get big time, there's no excuse that you're not going to get at least somewhere greater than you are now. Put in the fucking work. Put in the work. Yeah, you're good in the ring. Go make yourself interesting, dude. Get it. Get it. Get a gimmick or get a look. Cut a promo. Become interesting, man. It's that simple. Like, I, I don't care about the lower tier guys, dude. I don't. They're lower tier for a reason. Exactly, Logan. They basically just send all the big guys to the live events. So. Seriously. Uh, yeah, exactly. Put up. I don't know. Put on more dark matches with the fucking lower card guys. I don't. I don't know. Like what. What the fuck? People aren't coming out to the shows to see you anyway. I don't know, dude. I don't know. But, um. Well, I'm not saying they don't make any money from their live events, but what I'm saying is the the fucking you know the the big pieces of pie don't come from their live events. I what I'm saying is I think they'll be just fine if they cut down on them. Nothing. Exactly. They'll yes, they'll be just fine. All these record pay per view sales and ticket sales and all this and that. You don't need the live events no more. You got Triple H. Exactly, exactly, bro. So, Christmas, uh, Christmas Raw. So, it is recording from, uh, it is reported from the Wrestling Observer Radio. The episode of Raw on December 25th will be a review of. Uh, will be a review of the best moments of 2023. The superstars will take the day off to be at home with their families. Um, as as expected, uh, we definitely will probably uh, be doing something different for Unscripted this year. Um, because of World's End, we uh, you know, we we have to fucking wait till after the new year to do the year end awards because World's End just happens to be uh. Two days before the year's over, so um, you know, so we'll probably so that will probably have to come at a little bit of a uh, probably just like I mean, not too far off, just probably like the first week of the first week of January, but um, um, but regardless, but regardless, um, yes, uh, yeah, so they they um. They do this stuff every year, and I like it. Um, I like it. It gives you know the the chance for you know these guys to be home. And I mean, you know why why put on why put on an episode of Monday Night Raw? Why even tape an episode of Monday Night Raw anyway, bro? Just let them be home. Let them you know be home with their families. Let them relax and you know move on with it, bro. Don't you know? I mean, there, there's there's no point in in, in episodes of, of Raw like that. So. 
Um, and, and I mean, those year, those year, uh, year in review episodes are, are kind of nice anyway, bro. So, I mean, it's, it's all good. It's all good. And, and nobody's, nobody's going to be missing anything. So we'll, we'll probably do unscripted on like that Saturday night or, or something like that. So, cause you know, there, there's, there's just no point of doing, there's just no point of doing, doing that kind of stuff on Christmas. No, no point, man. So. You know, it'll be different, and it's good, because no one should have to go to work on fucking, um, on Christmas, man. So, I think, I think that's the good choice. It's the obvious choice. Exactly. Exactly. Logan says, uh, people are like, why don't we tape Raw? Like, bro, people don't want to sit there for seven hours. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Sitting there for seven hours? And well, that doesn't matter. It doesn't even count all the random like dark matches and time yep. between. Yep. Oh fuck that, dude. Kill fuck me. that. Yeah, kill me, dude. That sounds fucking abysmal. Alrighty, man. And for our final story of the day. For our final story of the day. WWE abandons Jey Uso's yeet catchphrase. Due to legal hurdles. Alright man. So. WWE and Jey Uso have been using Yeet a lot. After Uso left the bloodline. Even getting the fans involved in a big way. That said. That said any mention of the word. Was censored on Raw. This week. According to WrestleVotes. WWE has been forced to abandon the trademark. Do or, or to abandon the term due to trademark issues. This is because Casey Huffman, a pro wrestler from West Virginia, has owned the trademark of the word "yeet" since 2021. Huffman owns the phrase. Huffman owns the trademark to the phrase "yeet," something that WWE feels they can't dispute over. Pay the guy, pay the schmuck. If he does have the trademark to it, um, pay the fucking guy, man. I mean, for the love of God. Exactly. If that is it, just fucking pay the dude. You're WWE. You have all these fucking evil, strong lawyers, man. Just, just bury the guy. At this point, you're no different than doing it anyway. Just get that trademark, and if it's not. I really want to know what's stopping them so bad from from getting this heat trademark. Seriously, seriously, bro. So, um, it makes me especially mad about it. He was saying it before they were selling merch, man. So if you can't sell merch, just let the guy still say it. Exactly. The fuck. Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, bro. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, yeah, dude. You know, I don't know. It just it sucks, man. It sucks. I I wish. I mean, that was that was such a, a a good part of his act. It was such a funny part of his act, bro. Like, why would you take Yeet away from Jey Uso? Like, that's that's like taking Yeet away from the bloodline. You know what I mean? Like, it was just it was just a funny fucking word they said. It really was. Uh, it really was, bro. So I don't know. I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would take that away. I really don't know why you would take that away, and I don't know why, I don't know why you can't just pay this guy, bro. Just fucking pay him, 
And if he doesn't take that, then fucking pay him and offer him a fucking job. I mean, what is the guy doing anyway? I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would love an opportunity to to come down and work at the or to come down and be a student at the performance center and just have a job with WWE. Like, what the fuck? Just fucking pay the guy, or there's a million other things you can offer him. Exactly. There's a million things you could do, you know. And if you can't, if you can't get the straight work for Yeet at all, I don't know. Add add a, add an E. Make one of the Yeets, one of the E's and A. Um, do a fucking different type of T. It's all about typing it out. Just type it out a slight bit different, and you get away with it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, so it looks like there will be no more yeet in WWE, dude. And that absolutely sucks, dude. They took all the merch down. They took all the merch down. Um, It, it, it sucks, man. It sucks. Um, It really does. It really does, man. Because like I said, that was just such a, such a, such a funny part of, of Jey Uso's whole act. But... It, it, it is something that, that really sucks, bro. It is something that really sucks, man. Um, And I hate it. I hate it. But it's the way it is, I guess, bro. So, yeah, it does suck. But uh, good old WWE, man. They, they don't want to pay for the yeet, bro. So uh, I definitely would. And I really don't know what's stopping them, man. But it, it does suck a lot because I, I don't know, man. It's like. It's like his catchphrase, you know, it's like, like, you can't see it's crazy, man. Only time I will say, you know what? I think we need Paul money, Mark Levesque on this case, man. Exactly. I need him to be a money Mark and I need him to shill out all the fucking money in the world for that trademark. So yeah, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. It sucks, but I guess it's just how it's going to have to be, dude. But yeah, it, it really does suck. But um I was hearing I was hearing some rumors that WWE got it because Trick uh was on the bump saying yeet and uh but I mean I'm ass- I'm assuming not. It might have just been a slip up, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, dude. So yeah, it, it sucks, dude. It sucks. But, I mean, there, you know. Oh, I kept seeing that, dude. Roman should say that he bought the trademark so people would stop saying it. Oh, bro. That would be so funny if they fucking played would, up to that. That would be hilarious, man. I would love that. That would be so perfect. It really would. It really would, bro. So, it really would. But, yeah, man, I hate it, dude. That that that's like taking yeah away from L.A. Knight. Like, what the fuck? Like, exactly. you can't do that. That's their catchphrase. It really sucks, dude. It really sucks, and it's also so weird hearing Jey Uso talk because you know, in multiple promos on Monday, you know that man wanted to say yeet, but he can't. Oh yeah. But he just fucking can. He's probably trying so hard. It's horrible, bro. It's horrible. But I guess just the way it's gonna have to be. Until until we get lucky enough to get Paul Money Mark Levesque. But um, but yeah, man. So well, I mean, if that showed us anything with Tony Khan, I guess we should be careful for what we wish for. But yeah. with that, that is gonna do it 
for this edition of the news, man. That is everything we got here today for you guys, man. And with that, that is going to do it for this edition of the news, man. This has been episode 191 of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so very much. Thank you guys so very much for uh, joining us on this lovely Friday night, man. So thank you guys all from the bottom of my heart, man. Thank you to everybody who showed up in the live chat or everybody or anybody a part of the replay mafia, man. Um, so yeah, man. So yeah, with that, that is going to do it. That is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious podcast. And it has been always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast. Another great edition of the news. This has been episode 191. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. We love you guys. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday with Notorious Unscripted. Peace. Trigger. It's real 90.